Uh, welcome to Love Babs Love Talk. I'm Babs Rolls Ivy. It's uh, the middle of the week, and uh, thank you for the Prince, because you know the Prince the Prince anniversary is coming up on the 18th, and you know they do this whole um, Funktopia kind of thing. They play music from beginning to end, so uh, uh, from beginning to end. All his music starting on the 18th. So uh, I'll post it up. It's up on my Facebook page. Um, it's an annual thing. Somebody does it. Funktopia, I think. And uh, it'll be good. I think people will... Uh, uh, I think people will dig it. So... Um, I know I do. I, 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 I'm not a huge Prince fan. I'm a Prince fan. But I wasn't a huge Prince fan. I mean, I loved Prince. Don't get me wrong. You know, but when I look at all the music that I have collected, I don't have any Prince music. So that's so that's how I um that's how I uh that's how I know what I like by how much I have. <laughs> so uh I'm a huge Prince fan, don't get me wrong. Uh that's it. That's it. That's all I know. Uh, let's see. Uh, so anyway, I'll uh, I'll remind people. Uh, yeah, there's a lot of birthdays that I missed. I missed a bunch of birthdays. Uh, I know there was a a shooting on East Pearl Street. And uh, I just reached out to Karen DeBose Walton. They fine. Nightmare. And, uh, and you know, Kika Matos and Henry Fernandez live across the street. Um, so, you know, you can't, you can't, uh, it, 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 these things are just wild. So, just, just wild. But if we had some leadership, that's all I'm going to say. Uh, so, uh, hey, Harry. Good morning. Good morning, Paul. Also, oh, let me let me get this off my chest right now. So, you know, Harry and I yesterday was joking about colonial times, and we had um, the lovely Mister My Maestro Sinclair on yesterday. Um, and so we were making the jokes about, uh, you know, where do you hang that colonial those colonial clothes? And so we were laughing and said probably next to the to the sheets, the KKK sheets. <laughs> so, um, I don't know if people took offense. That that's that, that's that's not what I'm raising. That's not the issue I'm raising. I think white people and their sensitivity about these kinds of things uh, always amaze me, because when you when you have to talk about the time of colonialism, you cannot ignore the fact 
that uh, enslavement was going on and the rise of the KKK was going on. And you cannot separate out the two. I don't give a damn how genius or amazing the music is. You cannot separate out the two, right? So if you're going to talk about one part of history, you're going to talk about the other. And, you know, on this show, uh, we laugh and joke about a lot of stuff, a lot of stuff. And and for some people, it might be offensive. And for some people, it isn't. I, I don't think we, we are offensive. Like, we're not shock jocks or any of that kind of stuff. But we find it funny where we find it. Wow. I mean, we just we just do. And, mean- let me, and let me say this. I'm never throwing Harry under the bus. I don't give a damn what people say, how they feel, whatever. Harry rides with me. I ride with Harry. That's it. Okay. Well, let me um, let me just apologize to them. You know. Okay. Because <laughs> <laughs> no, because if you want to, I don't, you don't have to. I'm just saying. No, I, I don't have to. But um, obviously they've never heard uh us go. You know where we go sometimes and, and we and it's funny and most and it's, the majority of the people find it amusing <laughs> and it was a and actually i qualified my statement right before it i said this is a joke yes so you know sometimes you gotta lighten up um let's face it we've had to laugh about a lot of stuff in order to get over it right um at so- the hands of white folks yeah so um you know lighten up uh i'm sure the guy's a great guy and everything i thought it was hilarious because right before i went on with you i you know because i'm always look i work with a lot of white liberals right and they're always you know i work with (laughs) i was just gonna say the good ones but You know, you know uh, where that reference comes from. But anyway, but um, so <laughs> I work with a, a lot of good people who are bleeding heart white liberals who go above, I think, above and beyond, you know, what they should and they're, they're apologists, they're this, that, you know, so I'm constantly, and this is what I do. This is This is who Harry is. If if I see there's a thread to pull, I pull it. Right. So in the office, I'm constantly reminding them, you know, how white supremacy is a threat to me in the office. Right. (laughs) (laughs) So if they say something (laughs) that I think think some other person might find as a microaggression or something like that. I'll tell them I feel threatened. <laughs> okay, you silly. Right. So exactly. And that's where I got it. I got it to the point where it's silly. So when I do it to Tom Breen, he knows I'm being silly. Right? It's all satirical. It's all satire. So obviously this is the first time they've ever seen that with yeah, you know with us. All right, they'll be all right. But um I mean, I, I, you know, listen, the maestro is revered and I think he's got thick skin. I don't think he's a baby, you know, and they, and, you know, uh, they're going to edit it anyway and they're going to put it up on, on the site for them. And I thought it was a good conversation, a good 20 minute conversation. Yeah. <laughs> he, didn't, he, didn't stay, he didn't stay long. 
But um, no, so right. So I had just told Paul the same thing right before I went on the radio. So I told Paul, don't don't you guys have your colonial gear right next to your <laughs> your bed sheets? So I had just told Paul the same thing. Now Paul rolls his eyes at me when I say stuff like that. Well, yeah, because first of all, um, you know, Paul is Jewish, so any right, any but, any 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 combination of whiteness no, no, no. towards that is yes but you know and i don't want to have conversations about my conversations with paul but you know so but paul feels you know since society sees him as white he feels like a, a certain burden on, on his shoulders because of it right so <laughs> So that being said, I had just thrown it at Paul before I came on the radio. So, so you know, it's, it wasn't anything personal, anything. All I, you know, like I said, I see a thread, I pull that thread until it unravels. Oh yeah, they, they'll. I mean, these people, they'll live. They'll be all right. They're fine. They're fine. Everybody will be fine. But you know. I, I was wondering what part of me was offensive. My 33% African, <laughs> my 14% indigenous. I tell, you, I tell you what I am upset, Harry, that Paul didn't broker a deal for us to take the inaugural flight on a velo to Puerto Rico. Now, I, I don't know what is happening. I don't know what that's about. Paul, I feel like you ain't you didn't have our back on that one. You know, but, they... you, but you sent the writers to... Kentucky or Nashville or wherever the hell you sent them. But Paul, Harry and I could have actually worked from Puerto Rico. <laughs> well, you know, I'm just the, saying. They called Tom and asked for, you know, somebody to cover it. Um, So he was looking at, but it was really early in the morning to go over there and take that initial flight. We actually thought it was at 530. It turns out to be it was a 730 flight. We we could have taken that flight, Harry, and spent a couple of days in Puerto Rico, oh, and then yeah. flown back. Even lunch. Oh yeah, lunch. <laughs> we could have been in. in we could have just flown in for lunch. <laughs> we could have yeah, ate in San Juan. We could have just we would have went live from the a cafe in San Juan. San Juan, and then got on the next flight and came on back. I'm a Paul Bass. You dropped the ball on that. I'm just saying. That would have been so much fun, and we could have live streamed from the plane. <laughs> but I, I'm sure. I, well, Tom wanted to cover it. I was—he was looking for somebody to cover it. I wonder who, or if he's—he was even even able to get somebody to cover it. So we'll see. Now I got to see what flights they got. I thought Puerto Rico for the weekend, Harry. That's not a long flight. That's about a two-hour flight. Two and a half, yeah. It's, it's, it's the same as if I'm driving to New York. <laughs> <laughs> Even worse than if you're on the White Snow Bridge, it could be three hours just it could on. The be three hours. <laughs> I could be at the bar in Puerto Rico, in in San Juan, having a cocktail. I'm just saying. And I and I gotta say, you know, I've been flying out of Tweed now for the last year. Yeah. So it's, it's nice. It I love it, and I don't want to mess up anybody's game or anything, but. At Tweed, you can bring in your own food and all of that stuff. It's like you can't do that. Like when you're coming back, like if you if you fly to um Florida, at Florida they make you dump all your food. Oh, I know, Harry. At just about every airport, 
Yeah, but not tweet. Tweet, you get to bring your food in. <laughs> I don't want to mess it up for nobody. Keep it going. Now, you know, somebody listening here, they're going to go and complain. I know, that's how, that's how people security. are. They're contrary like that. Yeah, somebody's calling Homeland Security right now. <laughs> I don't like, feel safe. I don't feel safe. Do you know how he was able to bring his oatmeal cookies on? <laughs> I don't feel safe. There's so many people who don't feel safe. But the, the actual people who don't feel safe are in war zones. You damn people that are walking, into, walking down the street and into office buildings, shut up. <laughs> Who's more safe than you? You you know what's weird about the airport is that like right now you don't have to take your laptop out of your bag. Well, at least when I went on tweet, I didn't have to take my the guys, oh because they can scan it right inside oh, now. Can scan everything perfect. And I'm like, but you made me take off my shoes. <laughs> I know, right? <laughs> like, can't you walk through that thing, Harry, and it yeah. picks up your shoes? I don't understand that either. Yeah, it's like okay, you you. Got it down packed so that if I have something hidden in my laptop, you can see it. But you can't see it between but my toes. You can't see my shoes. <laughs> you can't. I'm like, come on. Harry, I would think if you walk through that thing, if there's a device in your shoe, it would see it. Yeah, well, you think Because you're damn near getting the x ray when you walk through that thing, right? And I, swear, I don't know. Maybe I don't. You can't tell me you can't get people to do whatever you need them to do, Harry. Because people walk, they go through security checks, and few people flip out about it because they want to get on that flight. So you can't tell me you can't make people do anything because you can't. You can't. You can make people do whatever you want them to do if you make it a rule. <laughs> oh, and let me just let me say to Ife, you send me a text. Sometimes it takes a day for me to answer, but you know. Just, just so you know, it's not. I'm not ignoring you. I, I answered Babs yesterday like lightning fast for me. <laughs> <laughs> but um, no, no. So I, I, I love tweed right now. I love tweed ex except for the landings. The landings are pretty hard. I, I think the the pilots need to. The last two landings. Felt like I I bounced down the runway, you know. But, well, it, it might be because it might need a need a new paving. You think? Uh, if there's anything like the damn streets, it might need a new. <laughs> but yeah, we'll go to Puerto Rico if you want. <laughs> if you make us, we'll go. I mean, I know. We, what are we gonna do? I mean, Paul, if you want us to go to Puerto Rico, we'll go. I mean, you know, it's, it's not you know. If you if you absolutely need somebody to go, Harry and I'll go. We'll have lunch and we'll come right back. <laughs> What's the problem? I have a, a Angie's list maintenance guy here today. Oh, doing what? Yeah, I'm not at at the office today because Oh, you at your house? I'm at my house because I have some work being done outside. You let somebody in your house? No, not inside the house. Oh. He's working outside. <laughs> I I'm going to say I know nobody in that house. He's fixing the basement windows and <laughs> and the wells. He's gonna do them from outside. <laughs> no, he. I mean, he he came in. He did recently. He he fixed a couple of light fixtures and stuff. So that's not your that's not your ceiling fan guy. No, no, no. 
No, that's oh, okay. the Healing Plan guy. Um, I think he moved to South Carolina. I was trying to get in touch with him, but he was like, oh, okay. oh, I'm no longer in Connecticut. He's like, I messed with you, Harry George. You made me put in 8,000 fans. <laughs> <laughs> I know. See, somebody's in your house right now working i don't believe that outside you see them oh they're outside yeah but they did come in though you had them come in well i have them come in. and i just opened i opened the door i told him if he needs to come in use the bathroom ask for coffee ask for water whatever let me know i was going to ask you Harry, do you let them use your bathroom yeah i, 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 I saw i saw a tiktok harry this this lady was having work done on this million dollar home and she wouldn't let the people, she wouldn't let the guys use the bathroom. And it was a powder room. She was like, no, y'all need to bring your own porta potty. And they were like, we're only here for half a day. She was like, I don't care. Well, it's like that um that scene in the what what movie is that? That Jane, um that what's his name? The Tim Brown. Is it Tim Brown? No. What's his name? The running back. Jim, Jim Brown. Oh, Jim Brown. oh my God. I'm thinking like, Tim Brown, Pittsburgh Steeler. I'm thinking Jim Brown. Jim Brown. Jesus. The late, the late Jim Brown. Um, where you know they treat him as a hero and everything, but they won't let him into the house to use the Oh, in the uh in the uh in the movie about the brothers, yeah. about Malcolm X and uh Jim Brown and uh uh yeah, that was such a good film. I actually like that film a lot. It was directed by Regina King. Yeah, so I don't have a problem with people using my bathroom. I have a problem with people being messy in my bathroom. That's a different issue. But human beings using my bathroom, no problem. Yeah. <laughs> I, I feel you. Although I had a plumber use my bathroom, my master bathroom upstairs, you know, in my house. I, I just, I should have made him go downstairs to the powder room. Because he was just, he was just icky. Oh yeah, I mean, I'm not. I don't say, "Hey, use the bathroom upstairs." Don't use my personal bathroom. No, it's the main bathroom downstairs that I let everybody use. Yeah. So, but I he had to go to the bathroom. You know, I you know I'm in my mommy mode. Somebody say I gotta go to the bathroom, and you're in the bathroom fixing my shower. Go ahead and use the bathroom. Nice. But I should have said, "Oh yeah, use the one downstairs." I would have felt better. Anyway. That's just my but any hoots. Any hoots. So who who do we want to offend now? Who's next? <laughs> no, I'm not I'm not offending anyone now, right? But I mean just take a number because we will. Take a number. <laughs> <laughs> we will. Um, we we don't offend anyone. We talk I think we do either, Harry. I think people get in there. I think white people I think white people get sensitive when you start talking about things of uh 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 you know colonial stuff they just yeah, get we, nervous we talk in general terms about stuff that actually happened and stuff like that yeah so it's not... nobody calls us up about aliens we talk about aliens all the time that's right well i mean et's e line is encrypted um so <laughs> we can't really get that call <laughs> we talk we talk about what do we talk about we talk about oh you see your boy jeff bezos is getting married harry Jeff Bezos, he, did he come out with a girlfriend too? Like, uh, he got a Latina girlfriend. Like Tim Scott. I know Tim Scott. <laughs> I wonder how much money he had to pay her. 
<laughs> no, I hope not. I mean, oh, he had to pay her, Harry. He don't got no girlfriend. We ain't never seen him nowhere with a girlfriend. She got paid. I hope she paid off student loans or something. Well, to to be fair, when you when you have a certain point of view, like I've been married for thirty six years, and Karen has never wanted to be want wanted to be attached to anything I say, right? So she's like, make sure it's all you. Don't don't go out your way to say my name when you're saying stupid crap and stuff like that. So a lot of times your mate, your spouse, your partner, your significant other wants to stay in the shadows, especially when you cast sometimes such a dark shadow. Well, well, she's real. Her name is, uh, what is her name? Uh, she's, she's a, she has three kids, I think. What is her name? Noche? 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 I, I really like Tim Scott. He's just not. I don't like him. I think he's no, stupid. That's politics, but. He's a good guy, you know, and, and I've seen interviews. I don't know if he's a good guy. I think he's a, a so, sellout. Oh, you see, but that's a po that's politics. That's you know, you guys just see things differently. Yeah. Like what we guys? Who, who sees them different? <laughs> we, we, Mindy. Her name is Mindy. Mindy. She's a Christian. I don't know. I don't know what that means. That's like uh <laughs> me too. Me too, Harry. <laughs> I know seventy percent of the population recognizes that. <laughs> I'm a Christian to what? What does that even mean? I'm well. I'm an well. These days, I'm an alternative Christian. <laughs> Whatever you, you know. In the '90s, Harry, he said he was a virgin. He was a proud adult virgin. Well, you see, he's he, and this is why Mike Pence had to leave too, right? <laughs> Look, they're just different. They're different. You can't, you, <laughs> the population does not understand, you know, certain people. And then when you're living by a doctrine, I think they're just not likable. Well, and, and they live by it, their lives are dictated by a doctrine. Right, that's not even biblical, right? Because we're all we we all messed up. I, I just think I just think they're just not likable. Like they don't, you know, there are people. There are just some people that you just like, Harry. Even if they do wrong, you just like them. And then there are some people that you just can't like because you know they're assholes. They're annoying. They're just stupid See, or think, whatever. I don't, I, I don't think none of them are likable. I don't think Tim Scott's there, but I, I do see that in Mike Pence. You can see that he... I don't think Mike Pence is likable. Right, he's not likable. He's, he's not. He doesn't have any charm or charisma. And I guess... He, and I, I would go so far as to say, Harry, if I was sitting at the bar with him, I'd be bored out of my mind. And that's rare, because I'll talk to anybody. Well, and you probably feel like he's judging all of your words, right? <laughs> that's what he looks like. Like, like you can't have a conversation with him. Like, <laughs> damning you to hell with his looks <laughs> so 
that's why I mean I I I just I just don't think he's uh I just don't think those cats are likable. I don't think DeSantis is likable either. And and the more that he stays in, the 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 more unlikable he becomes. Do you know what I mean? Like he doesn't have that that it factor, that charisma factor. You know. You know he he's yeah he's a he's a different. If you look at his career and stuff, he was in the military, uh, a um, military lawyer, and everything. He he's an executor, right? So you're trained to be a certain thing, right? And I think he's just fallen into that. I'm an executor. I I know how to, you know. I don't. I don't target, target something and go after it, but never actually learn how to deal with the people around these <laughs> problems. You know, I think that's where he is. He's just an executor. I don't know about that, but um, I don't know what he's executing except stupidity. But well, but he's he's that's neither here nor there. That's right. That's neither here nor there. <laughs> accomplishing his goals now if you look at at trump and why now you understand why trump took mike pence right because he had this is what i would this is what i will say harry trump is likable he's likable but this is what i'm saying this is why he took mike pence even if you don't like his dumb ass he's (laughs) likable well right he knows well the guy something about him appeals to people and i think harry him being on a reality show and the way that he moved through the world. You know, we got to know Donald Trump a long time ago with lavish lifestyle. And, you know, we saw him on Oprah and all that kind of stuff. So he's not foreign to us. Do you know what I mean? Like, Right. And he, he, he knows exactly how to read a room. Yes, that's exactly it. He knows now, how to play this game. Right, so and those knew, guys don't. He knew Mike Pence had no personality. So he said, I have no threat from this guy. Right, I don't got no threat from this guy. <laughs> He's, He's not going to challenge no me. He's not even going to talk to me. <laughs> He's like, I have no threat. And he brings along the crazy right with him, right? So anybody who thought, well, Donald Trump will never be conservative enough. Well, you had Mike Pence there, serious as crap. Yeah. <laughs> no, get, you're right. You know, so and and, that, and and was a play by the rules guy. Right. right? <laughs> which 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 for Donald, it came back to bite him at the end, right? Because yeah. but 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 so far at the end, Harry, because because listen. Right. Even when Donald Trump put the hit on on my man, he still wasn't kind of like, that's my president kind of guy. He was still talking that. It wasn't until he threw his hat in the ring, Harry, that he was trying to throw Donald Trump under the bus. But by that time, nobody was listening to him. Like, he should have said that mess at the at the insurrection, but he didn't do that. No, but the thing is, is that he... He was right, and this is the thing that he well, he wasn't loyal enough to Donald, right? So at the end, when Donald tells him, Okay, you don't need to actually verify the vote, you don't (laughs) Mike Pence was like, I can't, I can't, it's in the Bible, (laughs) you know. So at that at that point, Donald's like, Oh crap, why did I get such a 
freaking goody two shoes. Well, because that's what you, you know, got. But, but it wasn't till the end, like you said, it wasn't till the final end that Mike said, "Well, yeah, I can't follow him down this." Right, but it, but look how long it took him, Harry. It took him so long. I'm like, when when do you know right is right? You know, right is right immediately. <laughs> Really? It's all relative, Babs. <laughs> you know what's right. It's all <laughs> he, relative. Knew, he knew what was right. I mean, he did what was right. He did what was right. He just didn't say he knew what was right. He didn't say it, but he knew what was right. Very interesting. I don't know. Politics is wild right now. It's just wild. Wild, wild, wild. I love good old politics. I love the craziness um the assumptions by every side um i love it i love everybody just shooting from the hip not aiming although at you got a little dangerous yesterday harry see the about to come the fisticuffs bernie bernie saunders had to break it up you saw that bird <laughs> <laughs> i was like hey he like 90 like how are you breaking up bernie, fights bernie's like hey hey oh Cut it out, you senators. You're Strong, senator. strongholding. No, I don't. I don't think we need to be seeing that, though, Harry. Just I, honestly, you gotta love it. You, I mean, have you ever seen the, like in Japan, where they hit each other over the head with a chair <laughs> and stuff? I, I, I always, <laughs> I always go, damn, it should be like that in America, you know? <laughs> Let's settle this. No, 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 no. <laughs> Let's settle this on the floor. Because if they were in school, they'd be suspended. I know. Any school in America, they would be suspended for a month. Well, you know, more. I mean, let's face it, with with the social media, you know, component to, to all of everybody's campaign now, you have this this one guy challenged the senator on his Twitter account. Right? So <laughs> and that so the guy the senator's like, I'm not gonna let this guy challenge me on Twitter. <laughs> it's like this, come on man this is this is and this is how these beefs happen in high schools and exactly. schools across this country it is and then they come to the senate floor and they think they could mix it up they could chop it up same exactly same what, thing so i don't know why we get so mad at kids when adults are behaving this way it's exactly what happens you talk junk on your facebook or instagram and everything and somebody from your high school sees it and there's a fight the next day yeah it's a fight you know, no. and, and I was actually I was actually watching some uh, the other day. Uh, I forgot it was a young guy talking about how he's trying to teach these youngsters how how everything you put online um, is now part of your record. Your it's who you are. Everybody yeah, that's why these employers they they've been asking for a long time. What's yeah. your social media, whatever, you know, because they want to go and surf and see what's happening. Yeah. So, you know, so it's important that we do let these kids know that it's not just high school that's paying attention. <laughs> you know, they just think, oh, these are, it's only my friends who are seeing my, especially these days, my anti-Semitic views or my racist views or this. You think it's only your friends and you said something cool, but it's going to come back to bite you in the future. So. Oh, I know. Listen, 
I I I wanted to be on a particular board uh a couple of years ago and one of the board members saw my stance on um defund the police and they thought they thought that I was out of line you know they think anybody who says that's out of line so rather than ask me about it they just they just uh you know um BS'd me about being on the board you know I met with them they vetted me and but then they stalled and dragged their feet and all this other kind of stuff so they essentially just lied to me about you know coming on their board which was cool you know which is fine and uh and so when the truth finally came out you know and I talked to the executive director and they said with well, this and that and the other thing I said well you know it would have been nice if they would have if y'all would have called me in and would have asked me about them but I'm a, this is what I'm gonna tell you I was a police commissioner when I when I talk about defund the police, I don't believe that police departments ought to be militarized. Like I don't think New Haven needs a a a a a, a, a tank or 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 you know ground to air missiles. I I just don't I just don't believe we need that. So that's that's what I meant. And when I say defund the police, I mean find other alternatives to diffuse chaos in communities. So and he thought that was very reasonable and, and articulate, you know, as white people always like to think we're articulate. Uh, and I was just like, fine, you know, but I, I don't want to be on their board now. Cause I think they're, I think they're, uh, I, I just don't like, I just don't like the way that they handled that. And, uh, and I, I don't want to be anywhere where people don't handle themselves in truth. So I don't, I don't mess with them. I don't share their stuff. I don't, uh, I don't talk about them no more. And I, I just don't mess with them no more. So, I mean, there's a few people in their organization that I talk to, but the rest of them, I'm not messing with them because I just don't like, I don't like the way that they operate in the, in the, in the professional space. So they can say whatever they want about me, but I, I don't, you know, I'm not, I'm not sweating that. So, so I, so yeah, social media is a, is a thing, but I, I think, you know, young people, uh, uh, I, I think employers have to, uh, 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 you know, if it's kids, you gotta you gotta take it with a grain of salt. If it's adults, I mean, yeah, Harry, if you see people making anti-Semitic stuff, you gotta, you know, you don't want them people working for you. Do you know what I mean? Like those cops that get caught talking about they hate black people on their social media, <laughs> and they think by going under a pseudonym or all this other kind of stuff that they won't be found out. Somebody always gonna rat you out, Harry. Somebody always gonna be like. Oh, you don't want this person. <laughs> well, you have police departments who've been caught saying it in their emails, right? And oh, and I know. Expecting that their emails are never going to be seen ever. Don't y'all get the Don't y'all get the memo on uh, freedom of information? <laughs> yeah, it's like uh, I don't get you. <laughs> Why are you talking about stuff like this? If you're gonna be racist, you gotta be racist undercover, like you, you know, like the rest of America. <laughs> <laughs> Well, you know, for me, I think these days, I think the young, you do have to give them a certain pass, too. I think you have to give them a certain pass, Harry. But I, I mean, I, I think, I mean, I think things, the nature of racist, anti-Semitic, derogatory things, uh, you know, violence toward women. I think you those are flags. But what these, some of these kids are just, you know, being simple. You know what I mean? Like, well, the thing, right, that's the thing that, I think you have to actually sit down and have a conversation with them and not just judge a, you know, 50 character statement on Twitter. You know, it's like, 
you have to say, do you understand what's the significance of what you wrote? Just to see if they understand it. Because a lot of them just throw in. So yeah. they're, they're throwing in with whatever group they follow. Um, you had, I think it was, uh, was it Penn State? Where um, a certain student student organization um, wrote a letter against Israel. Yeah. And and they just, everybody who was part of that little clique was affected. Now people are saying they're not going to hire. Yeah, I think I think that's wrong, Harry. Right, and I'm like... I, I, I don't, I'm not with that. And I think there was a van in New Haven or somebody put kids' faces, college, Yale students' faces on a van talking about these are the ones that are anti well, well, Israel right, or some old thing. I, I don't think these these kids are not anti-Israel. What they are is anti-apartheid. Uh, well, the thing is, is that this is what I'm saying. You have to let some of these guys explain themselves because a lot of them are anti-Israel. So what you have to do is actually, well, the people who were part of that organization, I think a lot of them came out and said, wait a minute. That was a general statement. And just because I'm part of their, you know, that list of people in that doesn't mean I agree totally with it. Right. Well, give everybody that chance to separate themselves from the stupid statement. Don't just throw all of, you know, the, what is it? The term throw the baby away with the bathwater. Yeah. So it, so, I mean, it's, but it's really hard these days. There's a lot of anti-Semitism. I think it's up 400%. I, I know it, it is a lot. It is, it is a lot. So it we got a lot. So we do have to figure it out. We don't want to give passes to. No, I, I agree. But I think we have to, I think we have to be very clear about what a protest is and what anti-Semitic, everything that's said is not anti-Semitic. And I, I think, I think we play fast and loose with that too much. You know, like any, anything said in opposition is not anti-Semitic. Do you know what I mean? And what? anything said in, in, in calling for a ceasefire for Palestine doesn't mean um um it's anti is Israeli. It's not. People want peace and uh, I mean I, I peace is 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 all encompassing. <laughs> we want peace on both sides. I don't want no I want nobody harmed and killed. I don't yeah. want any more mothers on either side crying and worrying. Right, but that stance that you're taking is not the main stance that's out there right you have people denying that october 7th even happened they're denying october 7th along with the holocaust so it's like you you're getting to the point where some radical groups are mixing with the people who the like you who just want peace so you they get mixed into one pot and everybody tries to just say hey listen all of it is anti-Semitism, and you're right. No, you just because you're against something doesn't mean you're against doesn't the it? lives of a certain, you know. Harry, I'm pro-black all day. That doesn't mean I'm anti-white. Right, I'm pro-black. I'm not anti-white. I'm anti-everything. I'm anti-human. <laughs> <laughs> oh, but there you, there you go, right? So my statements, even my statement yesterday, can we use the guess me in the future, but I'm too old for that. <laughs> I'm too old for that. <laughs> <laughs> Ooh, 
That's all right. We both too old, Harry. Shoot. That's all I'm going to say. We both too old. I don't understand. I don't understand in this day and age with all the technology, Harry, why are we still using weapons to fight people. I don't I don't understand that. I just don't, it just seems archaic and ridiculous. Be careful what you wish for. Remember Terminator. I know, Harry. <laughs> you know, I feel, you know, I see it coming. If if we take the weapons out of our hands and we allow AI to oh Harry. AI already has you don't think some these there's some cats in in uh, Silicon Valley already or or somewhere in Kentucky got some got a whole slew of artificial soldiers, AI soldiers ready to as soon as we soon as we find it acceptable, as soon as we say the body count is too high, this is what we're gonna do. We're not there yet. We're not there yet, but we damn close. What was it? A few years ago, um, Google was refusing to help the military um, with their drone software, right? Because they 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 were able with their AI, they were able to make the drones like super drones, right? <laughs> so, so Google was. Say, like I need more money. <laughs> we're not gonna make you super, you know, super warriors and stuff like that. Um, the only and and I'm I I agree with certain things like that. Like you don't want the the military having absolute power, right? So, but at the same time, while they were refusing us, they were helping the Chinese with their drone technology. Oh. So Let's that's see. the only problem I have. You have to say no to everybody. No, because money screams. <laughs> I mean, you watch these shows, you watch these movies. <laughs> Who mercenaries go to the highest bidder? There's no loyalty. Google is a mercenary. They gonna go sell to the highest. They don't got no moral compass. They be like, oh, they're. Their money is good, just like this money over here. That yen is as good as that damn dollar. <laughs> well, you know, the the Chinese, um, what they're doing is they learn from us, right? So we were able to throw money all over the world to, you know, to get people to be on our side, to get favor with certain countries. Now we no longer have the money to throw around, but the Chinese do. You got the money to throw around. Oh, we won't. It's like we uh we're stingy now. <laughs> we should be throwing it around to certain countries. I'm like, with you, Harry. Like this that's money. how you that's how you broker peace. It's not weapons, it's money. Yeah, it's money. There's no way the Chinese should be invading our hemisphere with their money. You know, so but we're allowing it. We, they're, they're buying up Brazil, Argentina, and all of these countries, and we're like, oh, well, what, what are the Chinese doing? You know, and they're, uh, they're bases all over the place. Let me tell you what they're doing. <laughs> <laughs> they're surrounding us. They're going to release all the nanobots into the universe, and they're going to shut down all our stuff, and they're going to hold us hostage. Have you seen the swarm, the drone swarm videos, Babs? No. You have to go and look at these videos. Do I really? Oh my! They it looks like a an organism. It's just 
yes. and what's the what's the purpose of this? Like what what's oh, the imagine, thinking? Oh, imagine if it's if it's a swarm of military drones who are, who just invade our Connecticut, right? And they'll just be able to eliminate us pretty quickly. These swarms are like it's like a beehive. Oh. It's insane. It's, it's just I just don't know where we go where we go from here. <laughs> There's no way we win this war. Harry, go back and put the Terminator in. <laughs> no way we win this war. Watch, watch the Terminator movies. Just watch them. I mean, it's if you look at some of the swarms, it's beautiful because right now what they show you is you know, they're able to change the color of the sky and have these nice glowing lights. It's like it, it's like light, lightning bugs, a swarm of lightning bugs all over the place. But just imagine that they're military and they all have an AK-47 attached to them. Yeah. That's where we're going. <laughs> I don't doubt it. I, mean, I already, listen, I, if we don't, uh, but we have those already. This, you I know. know we do. I, you know, I'm I'm one of these people that believes that we have already have so much technology that we have not turned loose to the public because the the majority of the public is stupid and they wouldn't know how to deal with it. Because people don't like they don't like the they don't like thinking about hard things. Most people don't. They don't want to think beyond what's happening right there at their house on their block. They're not thinking about the repercussions of of this AI fight. I and I listen to these guys talk about this. And you know where you could really listen to it, Harry? On the financial channels. You ever watch the financial channels? They be having these, they be having some of the deepest conversations. And I'm thinking, why are people watching this? Damn watching the, the news news. Watch the financial news. And that'll tell you where we're going and who got what and who has the power. That will tell you. My boss, my boss John Thomas got me got me watching the uh uh finding because he used to have it on in the office for years and years and years. And uh and I would be I'd look up and I'd be like, this is financial news. And they would tell you where money's being spent, who's moving money, where's, where you know being invested. And and right now there's a there's a big um big chunk of money that's being moved to like fountain of youth stuff right um where they're gonna be like right now they i mean if anybody's heard of crispr where they're able to actually manipulate your dna with crispr um so and, and china has already used it where they created a i think a baby that couldn't get aids and stuff like that um just what they're they're able to create super soldiers or su superhuman beings. Right now, it's seen as unethical, but you know that goes away pretty quickly, right? When so, it's your damn kid, well, or when you think, I mean, they it, listen. You know how I feel about that whole DNA stuff, Harry, and that messing around with with uh, genetic code and genome and all that. For me, that's up there with A and I stuff. To me, that's dangerous too. Right. Remember, they've been trying to crack, you know, the genome and everything. All, but you know what? They've already cracked it, Babs. And oh, I know. Have, I'm, I'm, I'm convinced. Tools, right, and they have these tools to manipulate it. So, 
they it, it's kind of um like uh euthanics, right? So it's Hitlerish. I would agree. Where they're gonna try to make well, they're gonna eliminate people they see as weak, right? So not even weak, undesirable. Undesirable, weak. Uh, well, what's undesirable? Well, that's the thing, right? Now they may not do it. It may not be an obvious thing where they're lining you up and killing you. They just may be eliminating you slowly by manipulating the future DNA of the people, right? So it's something that we have to actually. And the money's being moved in those directions. You just don't see it. Like you said, you got to look at the financial channel to see why are people investing in stuff like that? There's a reason. There is. And the stocks are growing in that. Yeah. I, I don't know. Would I, would I be wrong to throw some money at that? <laughs> <laughs> you wouldn't be wrong, but you know, it might be your downfall. <laughs> would, I, would I be wrong, Harry? <laughs> your downfall. I'm thinking I gotta fund some retirement. Would I be wrong? <laughs> you have to. You have to say. You have to say. Wait a minute. Let's see. <laughs> when is our society gonna get to the point where they don't care about us uh, enough? Uh, I'm already. I've I've been at that since 1619. So. But no, I'll say when they start eliminating us slowly. I mean, this is probably happening right now. Oh, I, I I'm convinced. So yeah. you know the CRISPR the CRISPR therapeutics uh stock carries at fifty five point twenty one. It's it's down right now, like it's down sixteen percent. Just at, in the moment, just jumping, at this moment. Jumping vibes. I know, right? <laughs> I'm like, <laughs> yeah, that's that's just one, and there's a lot of stuff that's off the board. Right. But Harry, is that a is that is should I take that as a moral failing if I buy CRISPR stock? <laughs> no. But there's stuff that's off the board, right? So and what I mean off the board is stuff that you'll never see on the stock market because it's it isn't technically legal. Right. <laughs> or well, it's not legal, it's not illegal because they have not created some rules right. for it yet. There's no regulations for it. Yeah. You're able to do it if you're in Canada, but not in the United States. So you go and you invest in the technology in Canada. Because this is what I know, Harry. If they can already take DNA from living animals and make vegan food, what do you think they do with humans? If they already, if you if your dog dies, you could go get your dog cloned to get another dog. Yeah. So you that that's already you could already do that. You could do that. Yeah, I mean, are you gonna invest in the three D meat printer? Technology exists right now. You could print your own meat. I know, Harry. I don't know. Is that am I? Is that a moral failing? Like, how do I, how do I? Uh... And, and when they say meat, by the way, you're listening to Love Baz Love Talk on WNHH LP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. So when they say meat, what meat? Is it, are they actually allowing us to print like human meat? You know what I'm saying? What? What's going to be the taste? Your taste buds are going to be like... Ooh. Well, no. No, the meat is ca cattle, beef. Well, so they take the genes from the cattle and insert they, it and create meat. That's what they say. But it's I, not meat. 
So you didn't have to kill any cat. You didn't have to kill any cattle. It's the it's the taste that they're really you're oh, yeah. something that tastes like meat. Yeah. But I'm like uh they're already they're already trying it in places. Yeah. At what point do do does somebody change it and you're actually eating, you know, your neighbor's foot? Uh, well, I don't think I don't think you're gonna get there. You unless get the, you get the taste for foot bumps. Yeah, I don't you, think you. I don't think we're gonna get there, Harry, unless unless the world comes to an apocalyptic. No, but you able moment. to. So you be like, man, I'm I'm in the mood. For but what they will do, though, Harry, what what they will do with humans is, I mean, because they already do skin grafting stuff, right? So they already do that. But what if you lost a limb, and they could create another limb for you? That's based on your genetic code. Right. And and that's the thing, that this is where they say they've been moving forever. I think they're able to do that stuff now. And then who's to say they couldn't do that with soldiers? Make them better. But this is the thing that... I'm sorry, been, didn't, we, didn't we see this in Marvel already? Yeah, there's been reports of... <laughs> Six million dollar man, six million dollar woman. Yeah, of the Chinese actually have been experimenting with super soldiers where they've changed the DNA where where the soldier won't be affected by cold, won't be affected by heat, won't be affected by anything. So you change the DNA with CRISPR to the point where you're a superhuman. You none of that stuff affects you. You could go days without water. You could go this, you could go so we're gonna be literally terminated. It's gonna be you know, somebody in the future trying to get back to the past to, to warn us, don't do it. Because yes, well, we know this because we this is that's the story. So are we taking? A, we're gonna take a break and then we're gonna come back and finish this conversation because you know I like this kind of conspiracy theory. I I'm just convinced. I'm convinced, Harry. You can't tell me otherwise because if I could see it in the movies, I know the technology already exists. I'm I'm no fool. I know people don't like to think about this kind of stuff. They don't. Most humans don't have it. They don't want listen, you can't even get humans to wear a damn mask to protect their asses from a pandemic. So you know they're not gonna go with. <laughs> I mean, yeah, I mean it's it's crazy. <laughs> just looking at, at our lives, right? Just me personally. When I came to Connecticut, it was like around 1992, Bill Clinton was president. And I was on a computer, but basically just typing in commands, you know, DAS commands, DAS 3.1. And it's like, right? And now I'm over here talking to Babs. It's the future. Camera. It's just, it's uh, I know. This is like Jetsons type stuff compared to where we were. <laughs> it is. <laughs> anyway, let me let me cue some. We'll, we'll, we'll be back with more conspiracy theories. <laughs>
I'm telling you, that's enough good music to get you jumping and hopping on a middle of the week kind of day. And it's bright and sunny out. When I leave here, I got to go and uh, go to Public Works and schedule both trash. Yes, it is time. I'm no Mariah Carey, but I know it's time. Because I get this big giant sectional and some things in my closet out of here. So since I'm not the homeowner and I'm the tenant, I got to go pay 50 bucks for uh, December bulk trash. So I'm going to go do that. That's what I'm going to do. So as soon as I get off air, that's what I'm going to do. I'm going to go do that because it's tough. Uh, I'm waiting for my paint to arrive. I got to pick some paint for the living room and the and the front room, the dining room and the front room in the hallway. So I have to order some paint for that. I haven't done that yet because I'm still on the fence about what that color should be. But I'm clear about the color for the kitchen and my bedroom and the laundry room. I'm not clear about the bathroom and the front room. <laughs> No, I think though, I think I, I think I have a sense of what I'm gonna do in the in the front room. I think I have a sense. I think I think I do. I think I do know uh what I want it to be in the front room and in uh and in this room. So we'll see what happens. I just gotta get rid of stuff. Like I have so many books. I need some shelves put in. That's what I need to do so I can get these books up off the floor. Uh, that's what really needs to happen. And then I can't buy any more books. I'm going to, I'm going to make friends with the library again and, uh, and just check, check out books. <laughs> I can't, I can't keep buying books. Oh my God. I have so many books, but I think if I, if I have some shelves built, you know, uh, cause bookcases take up too much space, but if I could go up the wall a little bit, uh, that would help a great deal. If I could put shelves in. So I think that's what I'm going to try to do. Uh, get some shelves in. Uh, and then get these rooms painted. You know, in the colors that I like. And uh, see what happens. You know, see what happens. So, um, it's Tuesday. I'm up, I'm over at the uh, New Haven Independent site. And I'm going to pop over to the... Uh, uh, inner city site in a minute. Oh gosh, you know when you have two computers on your desk and you don't have enough room for either one of them, it's really a uh, it's really a pain in the butt. Oh, I'm I'm typing in the wrong thing, and two and two different keyboards. Do you know what I mean? Like I have two different keyboards, which is challenging. So. So anyway, so yeah, so don't mind me and Harry. We go we go in on this genetics and AI stuff because it's freaky, and it's closer to us than uh uh. It's closer to us than we know. By the way, can I uh yes bring my junk to your house and just put it? In <laughs> that that would mean you'd have to come by my house, Harry. <laughs> I would have to drive it all the way to New Haven <laughs> because you know I live in a condo complex, so it's like we don't get to do any bulk trash stuff. No, they they put out a dumpster every spring. 
Oh, and then you gotta just get your stuff over. But that's not bad. Yeah. They yeah. let you know ahead of time, right? Like I would like to like I would I want new sofas, but the sofa the um furniture companies no longer take your furniture. Yeah. They used to do that, right? They used to do that. Now you have to get rid of your furniture before your furniture your new furniture shows up. Mm -hmm. And it's like, uh, it's too much of a headache. I don't want to put it on my porch because it'll be there forever. <laughs> well, find out when they put in the dumpster and just have somebody come and move it out. Well, that's the thing. It's like, I would have to get somebody to come and move it because I'm not going to move it. Well, yeah, Harry, but you're the king of calling people to get stuff done. That's like, that's just movers. Yeah. You know, that's just like an hour of somebody's time. So, yeah, because I really need sofas like my sofa is so worn out my recliner is worn out from when i was really big right so it's like i beat it up so have y'all um have you um have you gone and looked at some furniture that you like i have and i've every time i go i try to convince the people to take my furniture with them <laughs> And they're like, what do you want us to do with this, Mr. Droz? Yeah. <laughs> no, we no longer do that anymore. You can take it to the dump yourself. Well, nope. find out when they're putting a the dumpster out at your... And maybe you can coordinate your new furniture coming with the old furniture going out. Yeah, that's around May. So I got to wait till next year. Well, as long as it takes to order furniture, Harry, shoot. I know these days it's like you go and you order and they're like, oh, it won't be available till August. And you're like, what? Mm -hmm. Everything is stuck on a ship floating around <laughs> the Pacific Ocean somewhere. <laughs> That's the damn technology they need to work on. That, Seriously. Amazon needs to work on being able to Get a drone that's strong enough to pick up my garbage and just take it with me. Okay, you're just silly. <laughs> Don't give Jeff Bezos no ideas. I know he's thinking, oh wait, how much money is there in that? And I know <laughs> you know he's playing in a wedding. Oh, so he like, needs money, Babs. Huh? He needs money. He needs uh to somehow make a collection or something. Why? He's planning a wedding, you know. He's that means he's going to be down a couple of hundred million. I know. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, his. his I uh, know one thing. I know he got a team of lawyers sitting in the back room, like, all right, I need an ironclad prenup. Yeah, he had to give his his other wife like quite a few billion, <laughs> like half. <laughs> it was like forty billion, and, and she should have gotten it because she put up with that fool for all that time. Well, she was the brains behind the operation from the get-go. So and then she married a little school teacher, but they got divorced. Yeah. Well, I wouldn't marry no damn, but I got that kind of money, Harry. Let me tell you something. <laughs> yeah. Harry, I got that kind of money. You think I'm gonna be Mrs. Anybody? Hell no. Mm-mm. 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 If you wanna just if you wanna exist in my orbit, you gotta sign papers. Mm -mm. I'm marrying nobody. Air. Just to breathe my air, I'm gonna have you sign. I marry nobody, and 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 on the off chance that I might be stupid enough to marry somebody, 
I'm gonna marry. I'm gonna go marry somebody gay, Harry, and just and then just like you just go do your thing, so I can do my thing. And if I'm in the world and I fall in love with somebody, I can say, oh, but I can't, I'm I'm already married. <laughs> he li- he lives in Acapulco. <laughs> I see him once or twice a year to check in. <laughs> I'm not kidding you, Harry. I'm not marrying nobody if I got that kind of money. Listen, I'm not marrying nobody if I don't have that kind of money. I mean, if you're rich like that, like... Harry, I'm not marrying nobody if I got billions of dollars. Are you kidding me? Right. That's You got to be like, if you're going to be married, it has to be like ride or die stuff. You know, like they came up with you when you were poor. If not, after well, that was his first wife. <laughs> right, that was his work first wife. Now that's over. Now it's like you can't trust anybody. Well, I don't know. You know what's the motivation of anyone in this world? And you know, Harry, he's not a good-looking man. <laughs> so it really is the money that's attractive. I I don't I don't know what kind of personality he might be. Fun. He might be witty. He might be smart. He might be good in bed. I I, I have no way of. No, I don't know. But just going on looks? <laughs> nah. <laughs> uh-uh. I think that kind of money boosts your ego. I think that kind of money says I could get who I want. You probably could most of the times. I think so. I, mean, I think that, so. That's the thing about, you know, looking at, at other people's motivations. Most people... And I don't say that as a judgment, Harry, because I think money is is like an accessory like anything else. Money is like a like a piece of jewelry or anything or a nice car or whatever. It's an accessory. Use it. It is to a certain extent, right? You're gonna use it um to to actually create your bubble, right? So you know people are gonna wanna be in your bubble. And they're going to do whatever you want to exist in your bubble. Yep. Right? So how how much trust can you put in those people? Listen, say, listen, I, I I think it's the same amount of trust you put in anybody. Although, although it might you might have some vulnerability because people's motivations, people can be deceiving, you know? But people can't be deceiving whether you're rich or poor. <laughs> God knows the internet is full of that. <laughs> yeah, but you're more likely to have uh, yes men if you're rich. <laughs> yeah, you might be right about that, Harry. You know, people who won't challenge your stupid thoughts. Yeah, that's true. You that know. is true. I, I agree with you, Dan. I just wouldn't get married. Trust anyone. I wouldn't get married. <laughs> I would not get married. Because the mean, fact that somebody would say half Harry, my head would fall off. And those prenups get challenged every time. Oh my God, what is the point? I know, it's like... I'm like, wait. you might as well just hire a hitman. And I'm not advocating violence. No, sirree. But I'm like, take your chances. Don't yep. kill people. Get divorced. You know what? I think. I think... We have that kind of money. Just give the person what they want so that you could be done. 
Because I think when you have emotion and you don't want them to have anything, that keeps you connected and tied to them. When if you could say, okay, you want 20 million? All right, take it. Especially if you got whatever. That's how I am, Harry. I would just be over the headache. You would just pay people off? <laughs> if if I was married and my spouse said, you know, we had like a billion dollars and he was like, I want half of it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah, but you see, that's it's a, it's a totally different thing. And that's what I mean by right. I don't know. Do you talk to your attorney and say, you know what? Let's make this go away. Whatever. Play a little hardball, but at the end of the day, get it done. Do you know what I mean? Like, just get it done. Yeah. Sometimes you're willing to pay anything to get rid of somebody anyway. Yeah. So it's like, just give them what he wants. Just give them what they want and just get it done. You know, like I was, I was paying attention to the Kevin Costner divorce. You know, he married this young girl, young woman. They got three little babies. Uh, he was paying her like 170000 a month. <laughs> That's just in child support. And then there was rent in the house for like, I don't know what, 45000 a month or some old mess. And yeah. so the judge cut her, her, her child support down because she felt like, I guess because his house sits on the beach and she said, well, my children shouldn't have to have less because uh, we're getting divorced. So she wants a house on the beach, but the courts was like, nope. <laughs> Are you, and he, he, I, I don't think he had a prenup, Harry. Well, the thing is, is like these old guys are stupid. They bet they think that these young chicks is gonna want to get on top of them old, old bastards and ride them into perpetuity. You got to be kidding me! <laughs> these old men are crazy. The thing is, is that for me, alimony is crazy, right? Um, I mean, I understand in the old days where they wouldn't allow the woman to go out and be. Or, you know, and be anything. But now when you're able to fend for yourself, whether you're a man or a female, like um, wasn't Halle Berry paying Eric Benet alimony for a while too? He's still paying the, uh, what's his face? The last husband. What? Yes. <laughs> oh, wait, she got three husbands she was paying alimony to. That's what I'm saying. I mean, Come on. I, I, I don't some... know, Harry. I think I would have got in my car and ran them over. <laughs> I'd have been like, oh, it was, a, it was point... an accident. I didn't see them. <laughs> that makes no sense to me. They were like, Miss Barry, you didn't hit three different men. It was an accident. <laughs> I'm like, it was night. I didn't see them. <laughs> All you got to do is you got to gather them in one location and then have one and accident. Just, and just have one accident. <laughs> and yeah. then they got, they didn't have no qualms taking her money. This last one that divorce just settled. They was being they were divorcing for like 10 years. But what is she doing marrying people like that? Oh I, Harry. I they, think I would have quit the <laughs> <laughs> That's the thing. This and you know, Harry, I believe in love. I believe in love with all my heart and soul. But I think. I think when you have so much and you show up and that person doesn't have so much, 
I think that's a I think it's an imbalance. I don't I don't know what to make of that. Yeah, I don't but, I don't know what to make of that. But what is so much, right? So I I think that's where I you're right. I wouldn't get married either because if it's a, a judge, if it's a courtroom that's gonna decide whether you have enough, that's crazy. That's crazy. Well, he came into the relationship, you know, at a certain status. Now, three years later, he's used to being pampered. So it's like, he deserves more. Get out of here. No way. <laughs> That's insane. <laughs> yeah. So I think she got paid child support to the other guy with the daughter, the other guy with the son. You know the white guy who, who, who hates the fact that he got a black daughter, and then the Latino guy with the son. My God, it's like, like uh -uh. this is the thing. No, I, yeah, they need to do something about alimony to make it. I think I... people have to make better choices. I think people have to be really clear. I think they make they think they're making great choices when they get married. I don't know, Harry. I think I had to sit them in the circle with my friends and let my friends give them and my sister give them the once over. <laughs> I, if I have this kind of money, I'm not getting married. I don't. I can't tell you why I wouldn't get married, Harry. I just don't see the point of it. If I have all the money that I want, not to say that I would marry for money. I'm just saying where I'm at now, I don't I can't imagine getting married now. I just don't see it. And I don't have jack. <laughs> so imagine if I had a several million, hundreds of millions of dollars. Oh my God. <laughs> yeah. No. I can't even go to nobody's wedding. <laughs> I'm allergic. <laughs> I'll send a nice present. Uh-uh, I'm not even going to weddings. Uh, and I marry people, which I like to do. is my favorite thing to do as a justice of the peace is to marry people. You know, I've, I enjoy that. But yeah, no, I, I don't know, Harry. If I'm that rich, I'd be, I, I think I would be very cautious. No, yeah, I wouldn't get remarried. I wouldn't either. It would be just, I would I wouldn't trust anybody. And and marry somebody younger and you having kids with them? No, oh, that, no. I'm sorry. I, I don't I don't get that creepy feeling for young people. I just don't. You know, <laughs> I know it's uh people it it looks normal for older men to want young women. That's creepy to me. That's um creepy to me too harry I, I i never really liked that dynamic well you know somebody and I, I don't mind a decade 10 years somebody um but you know when they're 20 30 40 years younger than you yeah or or you got kids their age or they're younger than your kids and oh they're younger than somebody i was just reading somebody somebody married somebody that's younger than their kids and i was like how do you how do you play that game? Like, how do you like that? Just creeps me out. It just yeah. creeps me out. Creeps me out. It really doesn't work for me. I see my kids. 
I think that, they, my oldest son is 24. Yeah, so imagine me, my old date no 24-year-old guy. I give a damn what these cougars out here saying. My all I can see is my son. <laughs> right. My daughter's 34. And she's still really young to me. That's my daughter. She's like my baby. So it's like, how can I look at somebody else's child differently? It's just <laughs> that's creepy. It is. It is. I don't. I don't look at. I don't like young men like that. And I. I mean, when I was on the dating apps, I went out with a twenty-six-year-old. And this was this was a long time ago. Wow, way back, way back. And uh, and I, I did not enjoy it. I was like, oh, was like I do not enjoy this. Right, I, and and I'm not saying. Look, I'm a human being. I'm a man. I'm a. <laughs> I love women, so I'm not saying I can't admire the beauty in a young lady. But that's where it stops. Anything else becomes really creepy. <laughs> you know? Yeah. I wouldn't be interested in having even real conversations with kids. And I don't I don't know. I don't begrudge women who wanna who are cougars who want to date younger men. I don't begrudge them that. It's just my cutoff, Harry, is fifty. I, I'm I'm I think ten years I think ten years ten years behind me and five years forward. So I'll date anyone from 50 to 65, 66, you know, like that. Beyond that, though, I'm not interested. I, I really am not interested. Yeah. And, and by the way, for me personally, I find people in my age group just so sexy. So it's like, why would I need to go somewhere else? You know, so it's it's insane. And, and also, for me, it would be my age group and not annoying. <laughs> <laughs> I would just feel like somebody's mother. Yeah. Like, I wouldn't be able to shake that feeling, right? Like, I, I, I don't, and, and, and that wouldn't be fair to them if I just keep seeing them as my son. You know, if he's 28, 30, 35. 40 because I could have a kid 40 right because I'm 60 so I don't know I I just no, I never I, I never liked that kind of dynamic and then having to deal with somebody discovering things that you've known for quite a while <laughs> I'm like you 30 let me introduce you to my oldest daughter <laughs> or my youngest daughter <laughs> yeah, it's like, oh, you're just figuring that out no I can't no no no, I don't, you know, and I, I'm sure the physicalness is, is what's attractive, right? Because, you know, older men don't seem to be as active as older women. And so there's an imbalance there. I mean, I, I listen, if, if, if I've got some girlfriends who are my age and they meet younger men and they like them, I say, go for it. Just go for it. If, if, if you like it, and it brings you joy, you absolutely should do it. Yeah, go for it. It's not a crime. No. So go for it if you want. It's just creepy to me. So I, I just, I would never be able to settle into it. 
and also I I don't like having conversations with other men like older men about young women. <laughs> and, and I've made it known. Damn, by, Harry. <laughs> no, I don't. I I'm like, yo, that's creepy. I tell them, you know. That's a girl. That's somebody's child. <laughs> I don't like that. That now talk about a woman, a, a, a mature woman. Then okay, we can have conversations. But about little kids, no, I can't have these conversations with people. <laughs> yeah, I got issues. I, I got might, it. I might have some of the same issues. <laughs> you know, I might. I might. I might. I have no. daughters. I have my my oldest granddaughter Bella, who's gonna be. And I've got nieces and nephews who are in their thirties, so yeah, I would like, just always see them in my mind. Like I would always just be like, Ugh. yeah. <laughs> and yeah. people were like, "Oh, Beth, but they're not your kids." I like no, but I still wouldn't be able to shake that feeling. Yeah, I yeah, I just have I I have clear boundaries that i personally i just can't cross yeah and i listen there are some good looking men out there yeah i i can acknowledge handsome beautiful young men there's a lot of them out there celebrity non-celebrity and i can acknowledge harry that they are fine that they're gorgeous but that's it yeah we talk about it all the time how talented people are how talented (laughs) um (laughs) We acknowledge people's talent. That's talent given for, given from God, you know. Um, and that's and sometimes that's where it should stop acknowledgement. That's it. But as far as getting naked with them, no, I can't do it. I just don't have it. I just don't have it in me. And that that and no other reason. I got no judgment for other people. I really don't. I think if you like like young people, get it. Get it, get it, get it. But for me, I can't do it. I do have judgment. <laughs> if you're having the conversation with me, I'll tell you. I'll be like, nah, yeah, we're not having this conversation. <laughs> <sighs> you know, because I always I would always be thinking, Harry, at some point, I'm gonna be 17, they're gonna be 30. You know what I mean? Or 40. At some point I'm gonna be 80 and they're gonna be like. 50. You know what I mean? Like, that's just a huge dynamic for me. You know? And, uh, uh-uh. It's just a no. But but I but I admire it when I see it in other people, though. When I see other people get their happiness like that, then I'm like, okay. That's that's what you do. You, you, you get your happiness. That's it. Yeah, I th- but I think when it's that so so much of a difference, how long can you be happy? Right? Yeah, that's true. Because at some point, somebody gonna be wheeling you in a wheelchair. <laughs> you know, it's like what was it yesterday? Um, Steve Metnick was there. At you know, he was on Paul's show yesterday, mm-hmm. and he's talking about um, that some people have said he looks like. Um, Andy Garcia, I mean Andy Garcia. What's his name from Grateful Dead? Um, oh yeah. Anyway, Garcia from Grateful Dead, and uh-huh. they're having this conversation, and 
and Doreen, um, which um, I don't know her, her title. Doreen is a editor, co-editor with Tom or something. I'm not sure what her title is. But anyway, so we're, everybody's laughing about how some people make that reference. And Paul, Paul goes, um, turns to the and goes, you know who he's talking about? She's like, no, he, she's laughing. But it's like, so she didn't know who the Grateful Dead is and stuff like that. And it's like, okay. That's the that's the thing. It's like imagine have being with somebody and they don't know who certain people, yeah, are. <laughs> <It's> like, <laughs> uh, then you got to get the records out. <laughs> you got to. <laughs> it's, like, it's like imagine you know being with Donald Trump and him saying that Frederick Douglass guy. Um, <laughs> he's he's really making the rounds. <laughs> yeah. He's gonna be somebody. <laughs> you know so <laughs> Ooh, that is too funny harry that is too funny so yeah no no i'm with you i'm so with you no. so anyway i wanted to talk about a couple of conspiracies but we're, we're running late um uh, give us give us one or two if you can get them in um have you looked at the 15 minute city um, I just saw something about this. What is that? What is that, Harry? So it's basically creating a city where everything is 15 minutes. Everything you need to do is 15 minutes away. <laughs> <laughs> so you don't need, you know, transportation yeah. 15 minutes away. Everything is 15 minutes away. And, <laughs> but people have actually been talking about this. Now it's they talk about it as a conspiracy because it's a socialist conspiracy where the socialists are saying we could create this utop utopian society where <laughs> basically everything is at your fingertips but you know and there's been if you look there's been people who really are digging into this they really want to try to create these these cities 15 minute cities in like in America, where we have so much land that's we do nothing with, that's unoccupied, that's just sitting there. Imagine creating these little fifteen-minute oasises mm. in locations where you just move certain parts. So, of the so will crime take fifteen minutes? Like I'm just trying to. <laughs> will, will the police take fifteen minutes? Will the police take fifteen minutes? Well, the fire people get here. Well, fire people would get here like in five minutes. But I mean, I'm just trying to understand how broad are we going with this 15 minutes? Well, I mean, think about it. I mean, it's part of that that theory of um, you will own nothing and be happy, mm. right? So that was a line coming out of the World Economic Forum, right? So it's like you will own nothing and be happy because well here's the thing you don't really own anything <laughs> i mean I the bank know. can take away your house they can repossess your car your credit cards could get snatched i mean you know what i mean like what do you really own well so they they would right so you will own nothing the, basically the government will own everything and create a utopian society for you isn't that china <laughs> well that's what china thinks it is <laughs> yeah it now, ain't that the people and they would disagree <laughs> they would disagree 
as a matter of fact, China has built cities. I know that that, that nobody that is in that are unoccupied right now. Unoccupied. That's then, the craziest thing. Yeah, and people are like, "Well, what are they planning on doing with these cities?" Now you know they have some type of plan, right? It's just what are they planning on doing with these empty cities? Weird. So yeah, a lot of people have these these Chinese these communist Chinese Communist Party ideas, and they fit it into their utopian um, point of view. But the thing is, is that behind all of these things is somebody controlling everything. Mm. Who's going to be in control? You know, who is Dr. Evil? The guy in control. And that's the thing that, you know, you can't, there's no such thing as the Well, I'd like to see somebody build a 15-minute city. <laughs> I would like to visit that city. Uh, and that means there's no cars or nothing? Like, cars are on the outskirts? Because if you want people to walk and bike, you can't have cars. I really know real cars. It would be... Golf carts? You know... Transit, but you know, so they like, want us to be Florida. Like, I'm just trying to, <laughs> no, no, well, Florida, forget it. You will never be able to get anywhere without a car. But you know, they got those planned communities, you know, like plantation, and yeah, but it would only be right. So, it would be those golf communities. So, it would be these 15 minute cities that are basically isolated from the rest of the world. Could I get in and out of the grocery store in 15 minutes? I don't know. <laughs> it depends the person in front of you how many coupons they have in the in the emergency room 15 minutes dentist 15 minutes oh you just have to be able to get around in 15 minutes everything within 15 minutes your job ain't, ain't they, don't they call that neighborhoods <laughs> your job anything. isn't that neighborhoods though harry can't you <laughs> once upon a time that's what neighborhoods were like you could get anywhere in your neighborhood well, right, and the factory used to be, you know, right there, and so, the grocery store, the pharmacy. The problem is now the factory is in China. Oh wow, that's gonna take more than fifteen minutes. <laughs> well, the factory is in China. Your furniture is floating <laughs> in the Pacific Ocean. <laughs> Nothing's fifteen minutes. Somebody's gonna go and build a fifteen-minute city as a model somewhere on some. Some land, yeah. Harry. We'll see how it looks. Would you would you like that concept? Maybe when when I'm 75. Okay. And all, right. all I have is 15 minutes. All right, we going. <laughs> May or may not have a guest tomorrow, so we'll. I'll let you know, and and don't forget to uh, send the edited version to the folks so they can have it. Yeah, I just got the email. My mine is all our shenanigans. <laughs> Definitely. <laughs> I'll, send, right. I'll send this to you too. What? I right, don't need so, it, but yeah. <laughs> You've been fine. listening. Fast Love Talk on WNHHLP 103.5 FM, your home for community radio. Uh, stay tuned for something. Something's coming up. Something's coming. AI. <laughs> Probably. Oh!